I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends. Damla. Elliot. Oh. Oh. oh, oh. I didn't know who was going to go first. No, Panic. no, no, did I? No. 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 Um, <laughs> already, already. No. It means no. Well, I, I'm, I'm Elliot. That's Damla. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Pod. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm 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 good. Um, good, good. It's been nice. Nice to have some time away. No, it has. It has just to recalibrate, recharge. We're, we're, we've been sitting on the rift, recharging, guys. But you know what? The Doctor Who fandom continues to be the fucking worst thing on the planet. Um, so we're back to spread some positivity. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you lot actually need to chill the fuck out. Like not everything yeah. is that deep. I promise but- you. I've had the worst time on the hiatus because I can't do anything except engage with you people, and most of you people are awful. Obviously, you're not the ones who listen to this, but if you're not, if you don't listen to this, and you're listening to this, ooh, 
No, literally. I feel like we're, we're in a really nice corner of the fandom, though, aren't we? We're in the really nice corner of the fandom. Because we don't really engage with Twitter, personally. Like, we've said this before. We have Twitter for the sake of having it, but we're very much Instagram, TikTok girlies, because it's more positive over there. Um, Twitter's a cesspit of shit. So, But everyone who listens to this is really wholesome anyway. So, But if the only Doctor Who content you've also been able to get has been through Twitter and various other things, I'm so sorry, but we're back. Mother is back. Mother is back, girl. <laughs> yes, mother is back. <laughs> but how are you? Uh, yes, resting, recharging, but you all right? Everything fine? I'm good. Anyway, I think everybody can probably tell I've been away for a little while because this has been an absolute nightmare so far. But <coughs> what are nightmares is the wonderful emails we've had from some wonderful people. Oh, yes. I've got three of them. Woo! Three emails. Three mails. Three mail yeah. corner. Three mail corner. I love that we call things corner now. Does, it makes me really happy. Yeah, me too. It's good. Yeah. I actually had costume corner. I had somebody, some uh, a lovely person, reach out recently to they've been listening to the podcast and the the phrase email corner was their favourite part. Oh, so, oh yeah. I love it too. We have a first email here, and this is from uh, Chaya, and I am really sorry, Chaya, if that is not how you pronounce your name, but it's. It's beautifully spelled, and that's how I'm choosing to pronounce it. And it goes, Hi, Elliot and Damler. Yes. Apparently, I've been living under a rock the past 21 years. I had no clue that Doctor Who existed until a few months ago. Uh, one day, I randomly decided to watch Good Omens, and then fell in love with David Tennant, which then oh. brought me obsessively watching through every episode of Doctor Who, and then listening to your podcast. So I feel like I have someone to discuss it with. So, as veteran Doctor Who fans, we are veteran Doctor Who fans, we've done our tools of duty, blimey, weathered old Doctor Who fans. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't take offence to that if you've been watching it since the 60s. I don't care. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, so you get those people on Twitter that you're like, I've been a fan since 1963. Good for you. No one cares, Brian. I don't care if you've been a fan since the 60s because no one actually asked, so shut the fuck up. It doesn't make you better than anyone, okay? I was a fan in 1964. Back then, the Doctor wasn't woke. Yeah, well, maybe you're a prick. Um, Exactly. And also, if you're called Brian and you're not like that, I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our names are for comedic purposes only. If you're a Brian, we love you. Anyway, so as veteran Doctor Who fans, and my guides to the world of this amazing show, what else should I get into besides the main show? Should I start with Torchwood, the Sarah Jane Adventures, the audio dramas? Any ideas? Damla, what do you think Jaya should get into outside the main show? You are asking the right gal. Okay. I'm having a little <laughs> groove right now because I'm so spin-off excited queen. to answer this question. I am the spin-off queen. I'm literally having a little boogie right now because I'm so excited to answer this question. I need you to get on Torchwood immediately. Immediately, <laughs> right now, get on that shit.com. I'll say this, if you're expecting quality, you're not getting it. Yeah, and also, just surely just listen to Torchwood so you can listen to our episode. No, but we did a good little Torchwood episode, so watch Torchwood Series 1, then listen to our episode. Um, but yeah, no, Torchwood is great up until the end of Children of Earth. After that, it is what it is. And then Sarah Jane Adventures, which we may or may not be talking about next week. Maybe, maybe not. Are we, Elliot? Are we not? Yes, I think we are. We're going to be talking about that next week. So maybe get ready to listen to that for next week. So, yeah, no, Sarah Jane Adventures of Torchwood are, I love them both so much. Um, in terms of other stuff, there are some good books. There are some good books to read, you know. I've, I can't say I've ever read a Doctor Who book. You know, there's some good ones out there. Oh my God, do you know which ones I used to love? Sorry, Lanky. I used to love the ones they're called like, you kind of, you choose 
the the outcome of the story. So mm, like yeah. it, it follows the tenth doctor, and you'll read one of the stories, and it goes, "Go to page thirty if you want the doctor to do this, or go to page 20. So you can literally read that book about three or four times and get a different result. It's very very fun. Um, I love shop. I love stuff like that. Um. The audio adventures, I'll be honest with you, I find them very inaccessible in terms of price. I do feel like there's there's some good price ones that you know you get you get offers on Big Finish and things like that. It depends, yeah. Like most most of your offers come on a lot of earlier stories, and a lot of earlier stories are mostly doing like five, six, and seven like as doctors, um, and it means that yeah, if you're not into like classic series you're probably not going to get much out of them and again we love you big finish we literally stand yeah. you boots but i can't spend 20 pound on an audio adventure like i actually i'm not in that position do you know what i mean so but if you do have some extra cash lying around like if you get a gift card from a friend or something absolutely do that um but yeah so torture terra jane is your first port of call if you're in the mood for something more adult torchwood if you're in the mood for something more like wholesome and fun i'd say Sarah jane adventures I hope that answers your question. And I have nothing to add because Dan has done it all beautifully and succinctly. I'm not succinct. I am not succinct. But thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, there Chaya says, love you guys, love the podcast. Thank you so much for being my Doctor Who buddies. Thank you, Chaya, again. Really thank sorry you. if that is not how you pronounce your name, but you're our Doctor Who buddy, so don't hold it against me. Yeah, we love you. Thank you. Let's have one here from Josh. And Josh says, Hi, Damon and Elliot. Just writing to say hi and that I love your podcast. Tony goes through TikTok and absolutely loving the content. I've just made it to the start of season two. So can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks for filling a content hole for me. Lots of love from Australia. Josh, PS, feel free to read this out on the podcast. It's the first time I've ever written into anything in my life. Well, you're lucky, Josh. I have read it out. Um, and I'd also formally like to apologise for any time we've done impressions of Tegan, Javanka. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. Um, and sorry for the accent, you know, that we've ever done on this podcast. So, but thank you so much. And this final one here, I mean, I was going to say I had to include it because of this. I had, I, I would include all of them because they're all lovely. However, the email is almost as fun as the subject heading. Um, so I'm going to read you the body of the email first, then I'll give you the subject heading. So this is from Mark. Mark says, hello, Damler and Elliot. Can I just say thank you? Thank you so much for your amazing podcast. It's given me the best six days since discovering this beautiful, funny and interesting show. And I now finally have somewhere to geek out of my favorite TV show of all time. Aww. I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan since 2005. And none of my friends watch it. So I've never had anyone to talk to about it. and never got to listen to other people's opinions of it. Uh, you have given me that, and your views and opinions are very much me. Keep doing this amazing project, and I can't wait to hear more content. Best wishes, Mark from Liverpool. Oh, Mark, that's really sweet. Thank you very much. It is very sweet. Uh, We love Liverpool. Liverpool. Beatles fans. Yes, Um, big Beatles fans. (laughs) And the subject heading just really made me laugh. It says, uh, I've seen fake gods and bad gods and demigods and would-be gods. Now, of all that, out of the whole pantheon, if I believe in one thing, just one thing, I believe in this podcast. Uh, oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, That's really wholesome. That is. That was the last email. Not ever, but for today. We got for today. away from email corner. Now I'll put it back in this box.
So guys, um, we decided, we said this a few episodes ago, at the end of series one, when I was doing the edit, we had actually recorded a nearly three hour long episode, didn't we, for um, Parting of the Ways, because we literally had an extra hour of us just breaking down our thoughts on series one. And for the sake of that episode, we got rid of a lot of it, um, because it was genuinely just, it was like going to be a two and a half hour episode, and no one's listening to that, do you know what I mean? Um, And we just felt like not giving an overall our overall thoughts or a breakdown on the season would just kind of do it a bit of an injustice and I feel like it's nice to just have that overall discussion about the series as a whole because a series is is a story arc you know it's it's its own thing and we just want to make sure that we have we have we give it the time it needs you know and uh, at one point we'll probably go back and do series one maybe like a retrospect like oh a retrospective series one breakdown you know yeah here's all the things we would have said we did say but for too long yeah exactly um we'll do that at some point but uh for now we're gonna do series two obviously so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off with like, talking about like our overall thoughts on the season our thoughts feelings looking back on the season and then we're gonna go through each episode just give brief thoughts on each episode how we feel um and then we're gonna rank the episodes which we did do in parting of the ways as well um but like like we said we're doing these breakdown episodes so it's gonna be in here now and then we're gonna do our standout moment from the series as a whole because we were going to do favourite quote, da, 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 as we always do, but it just, there's too much to choose from. And you know our favourite quotes from the season because in each episode we do our favourite quote and favourite doctory moment. And uh, But we thought to have that one moment of the season that really just touched us or we loved or whatever, that one moment we're going to have at the end. And then Edit's got a little game that we're going to play as well, which I can't wait for. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be lots of fun. It's going to be fun. But yeah, it's going to be a nice, you know, Short, short, sharp episode of a breakdown going over series two, basically. Absolutely. That's the format. <laughs> so, Elliot, in in hindsight, now looking back, looking back on series two as a whole, you know, how are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts? You know, what's what's the thesis? Bloody love it. It's so good. Like we we were having we were having a casual conversation earlier as we're wanting to do and i was like i can't the, the idea of having to rank the four series of Russell davis tenure is very hard because they're all good all of them are great and i have fun with all of them but oh i don't know i just love series two it's undoubtedly my favorite rusty davis series it's it's so wholesome it's the most wholesome series of the bunch, I would say, for Russell. Um yeah. and like everyone's so that's it, everyone's so comfortable. So like all of the stuff that doesn't work is like made by a team that's so sure enough in what they're doing that it's at least camp fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, um you know, we've mentioned before that this series gets quite a bad rap, which I don't actually understand. Like we personally obviously everyone has their opinion, they're entitled to it, but like personally for Elliot and I, like we just really love it and like I think for me personally Series two was my first series. It's your first series, and it's the one that I have the most memory of watching first time. Like, series one was just maybe slightly too early, and I remember some bits of it, but, like, series two is when I remember, like... I mean, starting starting a different school, or something over the road, but, you know, like, like it was the start of my year three. Great fun. Um, but, like, talking to people about it and it being a thing... And yeah. I can remember where I was when I watched New Earth and various other things. And 
yeah, me too. it's just strange. It just holds a lot more. I don't know. It just sticks a lot more in my brain than series one does. Yeah, and like you know, of course, we are very aware that nostalgia probably clouds a lot of our judgment when it comes to this series. Like absolutely, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And our undying love of Rose Tyler. Exactly. Oh God. I mean, look. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you had to ask me, how do I feel? How how would I encapsulate how I feel about each Rusty Davis? series like in a feeling or a vibe it'd be like series one feels like a cheeky night out to the movies you're having a bit of fun and it's nothing too it's nothing too serious but it's like it's a good time series two is like i'm home for the night i'm having a cup of tea i'm really not going out i'm just gonna be at home living my best life and then series three is more like we're going we're going out clubbing okay we're going out clubbing and we may start to one or two not too intense, but we're going to go out dancing, right? Here come the drums. Sorry. Exactly. And then series four is absolutely, we are getting absolutely shit-faced. We are going out and we are going crazy. That's how I feel about those, each series. Um, and I think part of the reason why I feel so cosy is also because of Rose. Like, Rose is my first companion. She always will be a very special character in terms of just media in general rose tyler is a very special character for me um i love billy piper so much i have a lot of respect for that woman if i ever get to meet her i'll probably just cry um and i think rose is such a great companion you know yeah Um, how do you feel about rose oh i mean i know you love her obviously but yeah anybody who dislikes rose i inherently don't trust um, yeah. <laughs> I think especially like in hindsight as well part of the reason I enjoy it so much and I enjoy Rose is because I know that moving into series 3 I mean obviously we love Martha as well um, but the family aspects becomes a lot more polarising on purpose mm-hmm. and to great effect yes. for the overall story but I enjoy the comfort that series 2 brings me of yeah. Jackie being sweet and wholesome and I mean you know we cry like babies every time she gets to reunite with Parallel Pete. Um, yeah. So I like having, I don't know, just like having good, wholesome shit all the time. Makes me happy. Series 2 makes me happy. And I just think Jackie and Rose bring such a life and such a warmth to the whole thing. It's just everything about it, I just love. I love it so much. It's great. Even though the finale fucking sucks not that it sucks badly because it's amazing wonderful and we both gave it like five out of five but like um it sucks because it hurts it's just painful you know what i mean brain pain i feel cold there's gareth anyway um <laughs> let's not go there um where's rose no wh- right where's my girl <laughs> yeah where's my girl so, brief thoughts on each episode then, mate. Um, we're going to start with the Christmas Invasion because it's what? Giving. No. No, it's, which, it's which, part of, which, which, it's which part of, of the series. It's part of series two. It's part of series two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to work out which one of our 20 catchphrases. Um. No, I know. <laughs> no, so Christmas Invasion is part of series two. If you don't like it, get fucked, all right? Fuck's sake. For clarity's sake, as we move into series three, I will... I will not include The Runaway Bride as part of the main block of Series 3 to keep harmony amongst everything and so you don't have to hear me say, which includes The Runaway Bride, every time we do an episode. Yeah, can't be asked for that. But yeah, I think, for me, Christmas Invasion is the coziest Christmas special. 
for sure. It's great fun. You know it's not my favourite one, but it is like the comfiest one. We know what our favourite is. We don't have to keep going on about it. Because we did a whole episode about it. But yeah, it's definitely the like one that I put on every Christmas Eve. Yeah. I love it so much. It's a good time. Every year I put it on. Every fucking year I put it on. So, New Earth. Criminally underrated. Perfect. Like maligned and hated by people for reasons that I will never understand because it is so much fun. It, for me, it's perfect. I actually have no, I have no bad things to say about New Earth. Like, it's my most rewatched episode. I think. I think. Or is that Journey's End? I think I do watch Journey's End a lot. To be fair, because I just love when people come together. Um, it's camp. Yeah. Uh huh. Like that's the thing. I think it's just it's camp. No matter how bad the situation, there is no need to shout. It's so fun. Yeah. Zoe Wanamaker just makes everything better. That's just the facts. And that ending is genuinely uh, genuinely affecting and upsetting. You know how we feel about Cassandra on this podcast. You know how we feel. Neutral. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. We love Cassandra. Wish she'd come back. I feel like she might, but that's by the by. Tooth and Claw. Uh, what a fun time. What a ride. What a moment. The atmosphere is electric. You had to be there. You had to be there. Tooth and Claw benefits from being worse in my mind than it is. Like every time I think about Tooth and Claw, I go, I don't want to watch Tooth and Claw. I to to paraphrase George Harrison, I don't want to watch Tooth and Claw. Um but also I love watching Tooth and Claw. Yeah, like I'll be honest, there's a few episodes in this series, because I hadn't watched series two in a little while actually, before we embarked on this journey. Um and rewatching some episodes, I'm like, I actually really enjoyed that. Like, Tooth and Claw was absolutely one of them. I don't know why. For the longest time, I felt like it was quite a filler episode. It, it is not. It absolutely is not. It's very, very good. It's a very good episode. I mean, the whole, like... I mean, I mean, it literally gives you an explanation for how Torchwood started. It's very, very integral to the show. Like, absolutely important for that reason alone. Um, and the acting is wonderful as well from everyone. I think the supporting cast are amazing. And as I said to you, not a week ago, turns out all the way back in 2006, people were shipping Rose and Flora as yep. characters who need to kiss. As they should. What a fun time. School reunion. I would say our most divisive episode. Look, I don't know why you think I hate it, because I don't. I, I mean, literally don't, don't hate it. You don't hate it, but I was like a lot more... I was willing to go to bat for it a lot more. Yeah, no, you were. No, that's true, but I don't hate it. And that is not a joke about the gorilla team. No, I mean, how could anyone hate Sarah Jane and her reintroduction? No, but she is the best part of the episode, obviously. Um, But I think it is definitely the one series where we had the most disagreement about... I'm just not a fan of the Krillotane. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just not... I don't even have a figure of the Krillotane because I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not actually fast. You bad dog. Affirmative. <laughs> the girl in the fireplace. Hoo-hoo, this episode, we came under some heat. Some heat. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I won't, won't back down. Bad. <laughs> Fuck it. Not good. Terrible. It's, n- it's, it's not great. Um, I mean, so we uploaded a clip onto TikTok. Which did all right. Not going to lie. did all right. And um, I'll be honest, I thought we were going to get more backlash than we did. And we actually, I think, 
the majority, like, if you look in the comments, a lot of people agree with us. Like, they're like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, this completely interferes with Ten and Rose's storyline, the Doctor and Rose's storyline in general. And it's really random. And it's literally a re- it's literally the original 11th hour, but not in the same setting. It's, 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 ele- it's the 11th hour, but not the 11th hour. Um, actually someone from, is it running, running down corridors podcast who are great by the way. Um, they commented on our TikTok and said that, and I totally agree. And it's how I feel about the episode. It's Stephen Moffat will take the, um, story, the time traveler's wife and just rehash it a million times. And this is one of them. Do you know what I mean? And just stop getting people to kiss people without consent and stop getting people to fall in love with characters as children. Yeah. It's weird. It fucking, what are you doing, Stephen? What are you doing, Steve? What are you doing? Come on, Steve. Uh, it's actually funny enough, uh, even even the other day, um, the uh, the amazing uh, MJ, Emily Jane, Dr. Cosplayer, um, you know, had some amazing rose fits. Um, actually did post on, on Twitter again the other day that um, they uh, dislike uh, the gun in the fireplace and the comments are interesting. Yeah, the comments are very interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like, nice to see all the timelines. It's like a little timeline cleanse. It's going good. They are so correct. Yeah. Oh, everyone follow Emily Jane. They're great. They are iconic. Iconic. Um, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's nice to know that there are people agreeing that this episode is just strange. It's just weird. Like, obviously, it's not all terrible, but it's mostly just not good. <laughs> yeah. Rise of the Cybermen. Boy, what an episode. What a vibe. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, all around. Good stuff, good time. Yeah, baby. Um, it's great. Um, yeah, great. you know, get chills. Pete Tyler is my favorite dad. You know how I feel about Pete Tyler. Rose being a like Yorkshire Terrier. Is Pete daddy? Would you say he's daddy material? Uh, it depends. Because sort of, not really, but yeah. Do you know what episode I actually think he's kind of daddy? Not that I'm saying that I fancy Sean, but. If he was going to be daddy in anything, it would be Doomsday with his like black suit and his like entourage. Fair. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's great. I I really love. I just love the setting of this. The setting is the best part about it. It's so cool. It's so different. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a good way to reintroduce Cybermen as well because you don't have to worry about Mondas or Telos. You yeah, can yeah. Just yeah. go. Parallel world. They built Cybermen. Cool. Good idea. I like it. Age of Steel. Some amazing action pieces, amazing character moments. It's just a great, like, it's just a great two part of that whole thing, isn't it? It's so good. Gay Jake and Ricky confirmed. Oh my god, Jake and Ricky, yeah, are are just the best. They're the best. Angela Price, love it all. The calling tunnels. I mean, you had to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a whole thing. Hot dogs, the side men of food. The Idiot's Lantern. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I enjoy, but also kind of yeah. don't. But also do. A lot of awful messaging in it. Mark Gatiss remaining my mortal enemy. We love Mark, but also like Dewey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely man. League of Gentlemen. My favourite things of all time. Very sweet. But much like Stephen Moffat, he won't stop until he's single-handedly ruined every single piece of British pop culture. Um... <laughs> Oh, first, first they came for Doctor Who, and I said nothing. Then they came for Sherlock, and I said nothing. Now they've come for Dracula. What next? 
No, we love Mark. We love you, Mark. But also, like, stop telling people to forgive awful family members when they don't deserve it. And stop writing the worst episodes of each series. Stop. <laughs> stop. No, stop. Mark, we love you. We love you. But also, like, Crimson, the Crimson Horror was fucking awful. Anyway, anyway. But, no, it was... Dark. It's one of those things. To be fair. Yeah. Lazarus experiment. Won't spoil my thoughts, but, you know, might be might be better than his previous two. And it might be serving something that we're not going to say because I can't be asked to bleep it out. Um, no, I think with the Elias Lantern, what's really interesting is the feedback we've got from that because we did post one of our little TikTok clips, Instagram clips, um, you know, how we felt about Rose telling, um, what's his name? Tommy. Tommy, uh, to forgive his dad. And some people have said that, you know, the Doctor Who, the show, it's the whole point of the show is to like learn better and do better. And it's like, what do you mean learn and do better? Like his dad is an abusive piece of shit. Like there's no, sorry. Like, what do you mean? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. There's learning and doing better on, like, a cosmic scale, and then there's, like, encouraging children to return to abusive assholes. Exactly. If anything, whoever should learn and do better is the father, not Tommy. Tommy is not responsible in this scenario. It's the dad to sit there and do the work, you know? Like, I think there's room for nuance in the discussion, but I think because yeah. it's it's an episode of Doctor Who and they've got to wrap up, they can only wrap it up by, you know, so Rose has been like, you're going to really miss your dad if you just, like, never talk to him again. And it's sort of like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. not really. But Come on, Rose, Rose, what are you yeah. doing, Rose? It just needed, just needs more time to get that message across. But yes, like IRL, there's much more they want to it. But in the episode, the message is not handled well. Yeah, agreed. The Impossible Planet. Toby. Ooh. Oh. She's giving. Tyler. She's giving. She's serving. It's it's ho ho ho. Everyone on that sanctuary base is attractive. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. They are. Scary. Everybody knows my undying love of the impossible planet. I don't even know what to say. 
Yeah, everyone knows how much I love Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson saw. Yeah, and I, I have decided because I have got a big Finnish account. I am going to listen to the Zachary Crossflame Torchwood stuff at some point. I can't wait. Such a good idea. Such a good idea. But yeah, no, um, Impossible Planet specifically about this first part of the episode. I love, I love when the Doctor and Companion are separated. I think it's very interesting. It's very interesting. But on top of that, the TARDIS being separated from the Doctor. Always heartbreaking. Always heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's one of my rare pieces of media when I can just watch the first half of it and get mm. the satisfaction I need. See, I like to watch both, personally, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just one of those ones I can watch it so well on its own. Even though, yeah, I'd rather watch both. But it's like how I could just watch The Fellowship of the Ring on its own Yeah, as a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so good. And I, just I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like there's like Souls films that I put on on their own. It's good. Yeah, of course, of course. I was gonna say which one. Though. I was like, actually, that probably gets the most death threats out of it. Oh, don't! I'm not in the mood for that. The Satan Pit. I mean, um, good, great, great, even just not as great as part one. IMO. Yeah, I personally prefer this part because that tunnel scene always makes me screech. Um, in the best way, in the best way. But um, it's very, very, very bone chilling and scary. And, you know, the declaration of love 10 has for Rose, basically, you know, I believe in her. I mean, if I can't have that, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, wonderful piece of television. Very, very interesting creature idea. Questioning religion, always interesting for me personally. I love when religion comes into like media personally like you know fleabag you know um what's it called uh under the banner of heaven love that kind of thing and i had a point to make i can't remember well that's that's a bit shit isn't it love and monsters <laughs> i mean perfection i mean yeah like the best thing ever made by human hands um it's so good um yeah. obviously it has its you know it has its fault we know we know that but it's i will always love this episode i think it gets way too much unnecessary flack like way too much it's silly that's i think that's why it's because i always enjoy it but i will enjoy it more when i have to get recommended i don't know tiktok top 10 worst doctor who of all time oh my god love of monsters just come on move on who cares and then the comments just for people being like god what an embarrassment no love of monsters it's great please let me have this. Love and Monsters is very, is very, very good. I'm sorry. It's just wholesome and it just shows the best parts of humanity and the worst parts of humanity. Yes, the Absorbable Off is a bit silly, but that's part of the charm, I feel like. And again, it was designed by a nine-year-old. Let's not forget that. And you know, on that episode, we read out the email from James because it was very pertinent to what we were talking about. And um, we made sure to say hello to James and to Rosie because they are friends of the show. Well, funnily enough, um, Rosie was messaging me again to remind me that Love Monsters is the best episode of Doctor Who ever made. Um, yes. She's skipping ahead in the podcast just to listen to Love Monsters. because I love that, though. She's a real one. Um, do you, you know, speak your truth, actual truth, you know what I mean? Like, you just do what you got to do. Uh and also, our Love and Monsters episode is very fun. I, I really enjoyed recording that one. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, you know, Elton, Ursula Forever. Love it. Fear Her. For me, the weakest of the whole bunch, personally. Yeah, save, save it. 
Save it. The ranking. But yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's, it's not great. It, it's one of those ones though where again I rewatched it. And was like, oh, it's not as bad as I remember it being. You know. Yeah, like if if that's the thing, it's it's only bad because it's just boring. Like, yeah. If it wasn't boring, it would be much better because it's just not it's not bad, but in like a camp way, it's just bad in a boring way. But I mean, honestly, like I think that yeah, the worst of some other eras pale, you know, like are so much worse than the worst of like the Rusty Davis stuff. But yeah, no, I think the whole idea of I, I think they could have played on a lot more themes in it. I think they could have. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of it got cut short and it wasn't very well developed, the idea. Um, but yeah, at 10 not liking cats is still stupid. But yeah, love Kel, the councilman. Love him. It's fun. It, when it's fun, it's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just a bit boring, isn't it? It's just the, it's the middle part as well. But they just yeah. they separate for no reason, but they also don't give Rose anything to do. And I just Yeah. Like, what's the point? Army of ghosts. Pain, pain, pain. Ow. It hurts. Stop. Ow. Stop. Army of ghosts is so, so good, though, for getting you amped up for that finale. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode. I think it's very... Not wonderful in terms of how I feel, because it's pain. Um, (laughs) But it's such a good... It's so good. It's so good as a standalone thing. It's so good. Again, I could probably just watch part one if I wanted to. Yeah, same. No, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, I do wish the ghost thing was a bit more developed. Like, I wish they kind of had more of a, like, anonymity to them. Because I feel like halfway through, you kind of get a vibe of, like, oh, obviously they're Cybermen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like it when things are kept secret. But I also sort of forget how much in, like, the Russell era, they just kind of, they just reveal it uh like really early yeah. on, which I mean, it's fair enough because sometimes it's a week of it's a sign of a sign of weak storytelling when you have to keep things really close to your chest just to have a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. And go shift. Doomsday. Um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Can we stop talking about it? I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've had enough. I, I, I'm, I have a condition where I'm not allowed to remember what happens. Yeah, no, we can't talk about it. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. So, no, what Doomsday is such... Such fun. It's so good. It's so... Yeah, it's such fun, except it's not, because it's pain. Um, no, but there's so many good... Again, so many good action pieces. Um, the acting is just astounding from Billy and David. Like, I just can't... Everyone really, but like David and Billy especially, like they're on top form. And Rose's goodbye is still, you know, if that was actually where Rose genuinely had like stopped, like if Rose never came back after that, I would be so much more devastated at that whole thing. Yeah, or yeah, or if like it was that, and then the last thing we saw off was when he's regenerating and Caesar at New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Pain. It just hurts. It just can we stop talking about it now? I've had enough. I've had enough. Don't want to talk about it. I mean, you know, it feels it, it feels a bit weird to be doing like you know what did I think about Doomsday? Because I mean, it, it's like a, it's like a week ago, guys. You know, but it's fun. It's great. It's devastating. Yeah, and it brings back Jake. So yeah, I mean, our 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 favorite favorite gay in the world. 
Okay, so now it's time to rank these puppies. Let's get started. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to go from worst to best. And how we did it in our Parting of the Ways episode, if you listen to that, is we go one by one. So Elliot, I'm going to ask you to start. Tit for tat. So we've got 14 episodes to cover because guess what? Christmas invasions included, bitches. Um, <laughs> um, I also, also as well, I sort of like, without, without wishing to reveal my hand, I think because of how strong the two parters are, the two parters are almost essentially a one entry. Like I can't separate yeah. them enough. There's not there's not enough I drastic can't. difference between the two parts. So it's in there. I'm treating them basically as one big story. I think in series one we're a lot more comfortable to be like, no, I can put this in this order and like change it. But series two, they're they're all too good. Okay, worst episode series two. Girl in the fireplace. Fear her. Interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I gotta live my truth, and nothing brings That's you fine. as much pain as the girl in the fireplace. Fair. Thirteen. The girl in the fireplace. Fear her. Yeah. See, this is what happened in series one as well. We did this. Okay, let's see. Okay, I feel like we are gonna differ now. We are gonna differ from this point onward. I think. Twelve. The idiot's lantern. Boom. Same. Nah, yeah. we can't keep doing this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, go. Okay, go, 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 go. Eleven. Tooth and claw. Tooth and claw. Oh my god! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Guys, we did not plan this. I actually promise you, we did not plan this. Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we fucking go, lads. Okay. Number ten. School reunion. Fuck off! Mine's school reunion as well. No. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. This is crunch time now. This is crunch time. Okay. Oh yeah. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. No. Uh, the Christmas invasion. The Christmas invasion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Okay. 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 Stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the count, bitches. (laughs) Okay. Cut the cameras, dead ass. Okay. Number eight would be well. It, it would be it would be the combined Rise of Cybermen, Age of Steel, but Age of Steel's would be number eight, I guess. Okay, Love and Monsters for me. Boo. 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 I know, but yeah, that, that's where it sits for me. Okay. Boo. Okay, number seven. Rise of the Cybermen. Rise of the Cybermen. Yeah. Cool. Number six. Love and Monsters. Age of Steel. Fair. Oh, God, here we go. Right. Top five, top five, top five. Okay. I'm a terrible, silly goose. Um, Forgot to include New Earth on my ranking. It would come between the Christmas Invasion and Age of Steel. Number five for you. Doomsday. Doomsday. Because for me, it was Love and Monsters. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Even though I said it was number six, but it's not. It's number five. Number four. Doomsday. Okay. Army of Ghosts. Uh, number three. Impossible Planet. Ooh. Army of Ghosts. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 It's crunch time, baby. Okay. Number two. The Satan Pit. Me too. Satan Pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number one. New Earth. Well. I think we can work it out by now. Yeah, Impossible Planet. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Yay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Sorry for forgetting about New Earth, everybody. Yeah, how dare you? That's my favourite episode. How fucking dare you? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't even dislike it. I don't, like, how could I miss? How could I miss that off there? How? Bizarre. How? How have you done this? Okay, so Elliot, you read out yours, and then I'll read out mine, just so we've got our final ranking. Yes, and some clarity. Which I know it's yeah. all messy, but we had we had genuine reactions, which we don't want to get rid of. So you know, apologise for the mess. And also, everybody. it's the podcast. If you know the podcast, it's chaos all the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it would be number 14, Girl in the Fireplace, number 13, Fear Her, number 12, The Idiot's Lantern, number 11, Tooth and Claw, number 10, School Reunion, number 9, The Christmas Invasion, number 8, New Earth, number 7, Age of Steel, number 6, Rise of the Cybermen, number 5, Love and Monsters, number 4, Doomsday, number 3, Army of Ghosts, number 2, The Satan Pit, number 1, The Impossible Planet. And mine is 14, Fear Her, number 13, The Girl in the Fireplace, number 12, The Idiot's Lantern, 11, Tooth and Claw, 10, School Reunion, 9, The Christmas Invasion, 8, Love and Monsters, 7, The Rise of the Cybermen, 6, Age of Steel, 5, Doomsday, 4, Army of Ghosts, 3, The Impossible Planet, 2, The Satan Pit, and number 1, New Earth Baby. And just to clarify, if we have given like certain ratings in the episodes of like what we've, you know, for example, if I've given one episode like a four out of five, but it's actually lower than one that I'd given like a three, it's because we don't really rate rank them based on our rating. We we rank them based on our feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah, and like I said, I don't like the Satan Pit as much as I like the Impossible Planet. I think objectively, the Satan Pit's probably not as good as Army of Ghosts or Doomsday, in my opinion. But as a as a story combined, I can't get out of the grip that that two-parter has over me. So it feels disingenuous to not have it as my, like, number one and two slot. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, you know, I think I ranked Army of Ghosts and Doomsday higher than New Earth, but New Earth is just my favourite thing ever. Yeah, which is fair enough. So now we're going to go on to our overall standout moment from Series 2. Elliot, take it away, babe. What's your number one moment where you're like, that was my standout moment from Series 2? God, in a in a series of standout moments, I think it changes all of the time. Um, because you know, it's it's full of full of good moments. Cybermen getting reintroduced. You know, I feel about the amazing cliffhanger in Army of Ghosts. Um, I would say it is either it's either Parallel Pete and Jackie reuniting. You know how that makes me feel and it's so good and i just uh, everything about it is so beautiful or or it's sarah jane's reintroduction well uh funny you should say that pal because uh my standout moment like i said you know like you said actually there's so many good moments in series two you know i love everything in new earth between ten and rose it's so wholesome like you know cassandra going back and forth from rose and ten's body very funny but my favourite moment that actually viscerally makes me sob, cry, scream, laugh, and everything in between is Pete and Jackie's reunion in Doomsday. Like, I love it so much. And again, we've said before, one of the reasons why we thought it'd be fun to do a podcast together is because we were doing a back and forth on voice notes, like nearly over a year ago, where we were talking about Pete and Jackie's reunion in Doomsday. 
And we were like, maybe we should do a podcast about this. So it, it, the scene means a lot to us both. So yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. 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 United all the way to the end. And it's funny though, I think it's, I'm glad as well because we've managed to share a lot of the same rankings and we've shared the same standout moment. It's good because I think pressing into series three, we might have a few more clashes about episodes. So now you've got a game, haven't you? A quick little game before we wrap up today. We do. We have a quick, quick fun little game because we didn't just want to make it all about talking about series two. Um, it's a great game. That I've made up called Series 2 or Series 2. Basically, I have, I have, I, yeah, theme tune, insert theme tune here. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, I have collated some IMDb scores from Series 2 and Season 2. So 2006, David Tennant, Billy Piper, 1964, William Hartnell, William Russell. Jacqueline Hill. So basically, um, because Damla uh, doesn't know much about the original season two, I am going to ask her purely based off vibes and titles alone um, some questions revolving around the IMDb scores of the two respective series. It's very. It doesn't sound very self-explanatory. It's very self-explanatory. So I'm going to give you two titles, um, one from series two, one from season two. I want you to tell me what you think the lowest rated episode of the season is just based on the two titles. So Okay. So from so the two lowest rated in their respective runs so it is an episode the web planet in season two called the center, okay. and okay. the lowest from series two is fear her. But which do you think overall has the lowest score? Fear her definitely without a doubt. It's the web planet. Oh fear shit! Has, really? Fear her has a five point nine, and the episode the center from the story the web planet has a five point six. Oh shit! I was close though. People, was close. people hate the web planet. I, I'm not one of them. It's really fun. It's bad, but it's really fun. Okay, next one. Give me another one. Hit me. So Hit me. the inverse of that, um, the the inverse, <laughs> the highest rated stories of their respective series. So from series two, Doomsday has the highest rating, and from season okay. two, an episode of Dalek Invasion of Earth called Flashpoint has the highest rating. But which one okay. do you think is higher? Doomsday, I think. And for an extra bonus point, even though I'm not keeping score of how many you're getting right, um, what 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 do you think? What do you think Doomsday scored out of ten? Eight point five. Doomsday is a massive nine point two. Um, oh, Dalek! Dalek Invasion Earth is uh, the episode Flashpoint from Dalek Invasion Earth. Sorry, has a respectable eight point four. I was right. And we went for went for some. Girl in the Fireplace content as well, because why not? Yes. So, who has the highest rated episode five? An episode of The Daleks Invasion of Earth, which is just called The Daleks, or The Girl in the Fireplace? The Daleks, it has to be. Unfortunately, it is The Girl in the Fireplace. Oh, boring. Snooze fest. With a, with a huge 9.2, it is The Girl in the Fireplace. What? People love The Girl in the Fireplace. It's not on par with Doomsday, sorry. like That's just the facts of the facts. It's not on par with it at all. And the Daleks has an eight. So a nice round number, but yeah. Go to the fireplace, massive yeah. 9.2. Not, it's not on a par with Doomsday. Come it's on. just not. It's just not. And to break tradition, just because I thought this was a funny coincidence, uh, we're going to go for a little season two, but series one comparison. Okay. Which version of the end of the world do you think is rated higher? Do you think it's the... 
series one episode, The End of the World, or do you think it's the season two story, The World's End? Series one, End of the World. For once, my classic nerds are winning. World's End has gone eight, End of the World, 7.5. Damn it, why am I so bad at this? I only got one right. So yes, so The World's End is the first episode of The Dalek Invasion of Earth, which to be fair is amazing and iconic, and Dalek Invasion of Earth is one of my favourite stories, so there we are. But, yeah, you know, I just thought it was fun. I think you got one right. Um, but we're not here for points. It's just fun to be saying season two or series two, what's better? That is that is the conclusion of the game. So yes. do you have anything else that we want to cover? Um, series two is good and you're wrong if you think it's bad. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for more spicy opinions in series three. We're so excited to get in Series 3. Obviously, very sad to say goodbye to Series 2, you know, but Series 3, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But before we get into Series 3, next week, Sarah Jane Adventure Series 1, baby. Oh, yeah. We can uh, unveil it officially. The Poll yes. 1, Democracy Manifest. But yes, yeah, uh, your, poll, your poll went well. Thank you for what you voted, and you voted unanimously for the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, I'm so glad the poll did so well. Like everyone was really, you know, uh, who follow again. Follow us on the gram for everything. Um, TikTok and the gram are where we are the most active. And also, if you voted for Tortured Series Two, don't despair. Nothing's ever truly gone. We will get to it soon. Well, that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you enjoyed. We sure did. So if you like what you heard and you want to support us monetarily, you can do that on Patreon, just like the amazing people listed here. Lewis, River, Bulldozer7113, Jason, Becca Judson-Smith, Abby Potts, and David Cummings. All are subscribed to our only tier. It's the companion tier. It's £2 for that. You just give us a lot of money every month as a way of supporting us. But of course, times are hard. Friends are few. You know, a bad, bad world out there. So... You can email us, comealongpondpod at gmail.com if you want to be as cool as Chaya, Josh, Mark. You can get in contact with us with all your thoughts, feelings, queries, questions, anything you want to email us. And we will endeavour to read it out on the show. We are actually pretty caught up at the backlog now, so feel free, email in. Free for, free for all, who cares? As Alan said, we are incredibly active on lots of social media. Where we are least active will be Twitter, that is comealongpondw. Once a week, we will post when the episode goes live with the relevant links. Uh, but, you know, because we're sort of less active over there, don't be afraid to engage with us. If you shoot us a DM, tag us in something, yeah, we'll still probably see it because we get to put a notification. So, you know, don't disengage with us there, but, like, don't expect the highest level of posting. Expect a bloody high level of posting on TikTok. That is Come Along Pond Podcast. We post so many fun things over there. Snippets from the show, just to remind you of all of our silliness. It'll really, hopefully, have tied you over between the wilderness years of Series 2 and Series 3. You can go, God, Series 2 is good, wasn't it? I can't wait for Series 3. Just by looking at clips. What a, what a world. What a great world. Speaking of which, Instagram, Come Along Pond Podcast. Polls. Stories. Posts. What more do you want? That's what we do over there. Incredibly active. Try and get back to all of your DMs if they're nice. But yeah, come on, Pond. Just follow us everywhere. We're really easy to find. Nowhere else is called. Nowhere else is called Come Along Pond Podcast, except for that one person on Twitter who stole our name. Other than that, <laughs> it's really easy. It's so easy. Come along, Pond Pod at gmail.com. Come along, Pond Pod for everything else. Easy. Yeah. And especially Instagram and TikTok. 
don't forget. Yeah, and you know, if you hate TikTok, which are fine, whatever, I guess, you watch them as reels. I don't even know what reels yeah. are. I thought that's what Daleks used to measure distance, but no, it's just a thing. You watch them on your phone. On Instagram. Yeah. Gosh, come on, come on. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that very, very passionate wrap-up, I think it's time to say goodbye now. Thank you so much for listening. Evidently, thank you everybody for listening at home as well. How many catchphrases can we crowbar into the wrap-up? No. Thank you for everybody no. listening at home. From me to you. Me to you. Oh, um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Listen to Brain our Chuckle Vision podcast. Oh my god, that'd be really funny to be would, fair. Would love, would love, would love, absolutely love, yeah. would love. Anyway, it's certainly it's been lovely chatting to all of you at home. Damn, it's been lovely talking to you as well. And to you, my darling. And we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye now. Bye. 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 I don't have a joke. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.